الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والثناء له بحقيقته ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب إله العالمين أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف أوصيكم عباد الله ونفسي بتقوى الله Alhamdulillah, we are blessed by being able to witness one of the greatest occasions in Islamic calendar, and that is Eid al-Adha, Eid al-Burban, which is one of our greatest occasions, greatest Eids. In Islam, we are not only after commemorating sad occasions. We are not people whose mind is only concerned about tragedies. We are actually people who are balanced. We have attention to tragic memories, but also to joyful memories. We have days of Aza, but we have also days of Farah and Surur. Ahlul Bayt have taught us that our true followers are those who yahzanuna lihuznina wa yafrahuna when we are in grief, they are in grief. When we are happy, they are happy. Of course, they themselves are like that. When we are sad, they are sad. When we are happy, they are happy. But what is amazing is that in Islam, we don't become sad or happy for simple things for example some people become sad when they lose a little money or for example when they apply for a job and they don't get it for them this becomes a tragedy a mu'min is the one that no worldly loss should make him sad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لِكَيْ لَا تَعْسَوْ عَلَى مَا فَاتَكُمْ وَلَا تَفْرَحُوا بِمَا آتَاكُمْ If today someone gives me 1,000 pounds or I lose 1,000 pounds it shouldn't affect my emotions. Making money or losing money should not affect my emotion. I don't celebrate because you know someone has gifted me and I don't, you know, declare aza, a public aza in my family because I have lost money or I have lost, I don't know, my laptop or whatever. We become happy when we make a real achievement. And we become sad when we have really lost something. 
So, if you have managed to fast the months of Ramadan, this is great achievement. We celebrate. If you have managed to complete your Hajj, we celebrate. If you have managed to do Salayya Rahim, we celebrate. If you have managed to take care of our parents or elderly members of family, we celebrate. This is real achievement. And if something sad happens to our brothers and sisters, we lose dear ones, we are sad. Not because we lose money. Or if God forbid, a day comes, my salat becomes qaza. That's azar. That's a day of azar for me. If I'm not able to perform my duties, that is azar. So, why this day became Eid? Why it became a day of feast and celebration? There must be certainly an achievement that we are celebrating. We are not just celebrating without any reason. We celebrate today because we want to remember what Ibrahim ala nabiyyina wa alihi wa alayhi salam achieved. And hopefully, by following his footsteps, that can become also our achievement. Ibrahim salam was tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many different ways. Because if you want someone to reach the highest levels, you need to test him. Like for example, if you want to have very good professor, you have to send him to primary school and examine him, secondary school and examine him, high school and examine him, college, university, all these exams are there. If you don't want anyone to progress, just leave him free, you know, don't exam. But this person is not going to make any progress. Allah tested Ibrahim in many different ways. One test was that Ibrahim for long time didn't have any child. According to some narrations, he was 86 years old and still had no child. But he didn't lose his hope. He still prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Rabbi habli salihin. He didn't say, Oh Allah, give me children. No, he said, Rabbi habli salihin. Give me some righteous children. Sometimes, you know, we don't have children and we are very sad. Of course, it's understandable. But we should be sad if we were supposed to have good children, sometimes it's better not to have children if you are not going to have righteous children. So he said, Rabbi Habli Minas Salihin. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him Bashara of having a very good son. We gave him the Bashara that he would have a son who is Halim, patient. Ismail was not an ordinary child. Ibrahim had been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a son with full understanding, dedication, and inshallah I will explain. So, you know the story, and I don't want to go to the story of angels visiting Ibrahim. And finally, Allah gave him Ismail. And this shows that you should never stop praying. Even if it is delayed. Maybe if it was me and you, we would pray for having a child up to age of 40 or 50. Not 86. And his wife, as he says, is barren. But still he keeps praying. At least you get the reward of dua. But he never stopped. So Allah gave him someone like Ismail. And then, not when Ismail was a little baby. Not when he was three years, four years, five years. After he grew up. When became a young man, a teenager that was able to go everywhere with Ibrahim, help Ibrahim, work with Ibrahim. You know, then Ibrahim became too much, maybe, you know, dependent on him in his activities. Then that was the time of the test. In his dream, he saw that he has to give everything to Allah. Even he has to give this son to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not in an easy way. In a way that the way itself, the manner itself was a big test. Because Allah could have said, okay, leave him somewhere. And don't see him again. Just... Don't meet him again. But to be asked to slaughter your son. You as father. You can slaughter yourself more easily than killing your son. No father, mother can ever do this. But Ibrahim knows that if Allah asks for something, there is a wisdom behind it. Allah is not asking something arbitrarily. Allah is not someone that gets angry and loses control. So he knew that there is a point. But what is amazing in Islamic narration of the story, which is different from other narrations, I don't want to go to details, but in Islamic narration, Ibrahim doesn't make decision by himself and puts Ismail in a condition that he cannot do anything. 
Ibrahim knows that this story has three sides. Allah, him and Ismail. So he talks to Ismail. It's very important. He doesn't say, because Allah told me I have to kill him anyway. No. He also talked to Ismail. He said, Ya Bunayya, Inni ara fil manami Anni azbahuk Fanzur madha tara My dear son Ya Bunayya My dear son I see in my dream That I am slaughtering you He just said this Even he didn't say I have a command He just said I had a dream That I am slaughtering you Fanzur Madha tara Tell me what do you think it's a very gentle way of sharing the story with Ismail and see what is his response. If he had said no, perhaps Ismail would not have done this. Then look at Ismail. Ibrahim didn't say, I have a command. Just said, I had a dream. But this son said, my father, do what you are commanded to do. He knew his father would not have false dream. He said, I had a dream, but he said, This is Amr, this is command. I know you, I know your dreams. This is a command, this is what must be what Allah wants. Do it. Satajiduni, insha'Allah, minasadi. He didn't say definitely. He said, insha'Allah, I will be patient. Look at this dedication and understanding. And when Ibrahim and Ismail both were prepared to implement Allah's command. And Ibrahim wanted to cut with knife. The knife didn't work. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exempted him from him. Then instead we said the redemption a very big, nice sheep, which became ransom for Ismail. So this is the achievement of Ibrahim. Once Ashab of Rasulullah asked him, what is this sacrifice that we do here? Why we offer these sheep, goats, camels, cows? Rasulullah said, He is sunnah to Abikum Ibrahim. This is the sunnah which is started by your father Ibrahim, and we are following this sunnah. Then they asked. 
what do we get? What we benefit from this? Rasulullah said, For every hair in the body of this Qurbani, you get Hasana. Inshallah, in the second khutbah, I talk about significance of Qurbani. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Inna a'atainaka al-Kawfaq Fasalli li-Rabbika wal-Har Inna shanaka huwa al-Aktar Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim La hawla wa la quwata illa billah al-Aliyya al-Azim Alhamdulillah wa thanao lahu wa haqibatih الحمد لله بارئ الخلائق أجمعين بعث الأنبياء والمرسلين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب الله العالمين أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على علي أمير المؤمنين وعلى فاطمة الزحراء سيدة نساء العالمين وعلى الحسن والحسين سيد الشباب أحد الجنة وعلى علي بن الحسين زين العابدين ومحمد بن علي باطل علم النبيين وجعفر بن محمد الصادق وموسى بن جعفر القاضي وعلي بن موسى الرضا ومحمد بن علي الجبان وعلي بن محمد الحادي والحسن بن علي الزكي العسكري والحجة بن الحسن القائم المنتظر المحدي خجتك على عبادك وأمنائك في بلادك الذين أذهبت عنهم الرجس وطهرتهم تطهيرا وجعلتهم لنا صادة وقدوة وأئمة أوسيكم عباد الله ونفسي بتقب الله قربان in Arabic means مَا يُتَقَرَّبُ بِهِ Anything by which you can seek nearness is called Qurban. So those who seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what they offer is called Qurban. The first act of offering Qurban that we have on record in history is in the case of Habil and Qabil. They both offered something to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qabil was a farmer. He offered a bundle of Wheat or something like that. Sumbula. Habil had animals offered a very good animal. But one lacked sincerity, the other one had sincerity. So the offer of Habil was accepted. تُقُبِّلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمَا وَلَمْ يُتَقَبَّلْ مِنَ الْآخَرِ 
So you cannot understand who is going to be accepted or whose qurban is going to be accepted by looking at what is offered. You have to look at the heart of the one who is offering you. When Qabil saw that the qurbani of Habil is accepted and his qurbani is not accepted, he didn't decide to find out what is wrong in me. Why my qurbani is not accepted? He decided to kill his brother. I am going to kill you. He thought perhaps if I kill him, then I only remain and Allah has to accept mine. He developed enmity. But Habil said, Allah only accepts from muttaqin. By killing me, you are not going to gain anything. You will just add to your problem. So this is the meaning of qurban. Means something by which you seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything good that you do is a means of getting near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Any pious person who wants to get closer to Allah, Salat is a qurban, means Salat is a means for getting nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salat is very important. But also a means of getting nearer to Allah is by charity by giving something that you love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will never achieve piety, goodness, nearness to Allah unless you give what you love. So alhamdulillah, we have this Sunnah that on the day of Eid Qurban, not only Hujjaj, every person, even not only those who have gone for Hajj, every person can offer a sacrifice to be spent on poor people or even your family. But it's important to keep this tradition of offering something, something that you like, something that you feel it's being detached from you. Sometimes I say, charity starts working when you feel a pain. Like, you know, those who do exercise, doctor said, if you start breathing fast, that's the time it's working. If you know it's walking or too slowly, it's not that much helping. It has to a little bit stretch you. Charity has to stretch you. Has to be something that you feel it's going away. And then this gives you a stretch. 
Look at what Ibrahim offered. It's not that, you know, just, you know, we take, you know, a few penny from pocket, you say, a few pounds. It depends. Maybe for some people, few penny is very painful. For some people, they have to give few thousands. What is important must be something that you are attached to it. And then you can say to Allah, this was very dear to me. I was very much, you know, loving this. I wanted to give for your sake. Otherwise, the story of Habil and Habil can happen again. Allah may accept from some people, not from us. So, I would like to end by recommending everyone, including myself, to do more charity work. Charity is always needed, but especially today. Unfortunately, despite prosperity that Allah has given us, especially Muslim Ummah, because of many reasons, unfortunately, it's not that everyone has a prosperous life. There are many, many people who live in very bad and poor condition. We now can turn this to opportunities for working. Offer your time, offer your skills. The least is offer your money. So, I hope everyone, inshallah, from today starts contribute in the way that between you and Allah, you find to be most sincere, most pure, with least of attachment. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, would increase your money, but more than anything else, would give barakah to your money, to your life, and inshallah to your family. I end with few du'as. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this day of Eid to accept our little and insignificant deeds. We say to Allah, we know our hands are empty. There is nothing good in our file. If there is anything good, first of all, it is surrounded by lots of question marks. Were we sincere? Were, well, whether we did good thing or in the right time, in the right manner, without bad side effects, we don't know. But even if there is little good thing compared to what you have given us, is nothing. So please accept us as we are. A noble and generous host when declares a public reception would not start picking up people and say you come and you don't come you are our generous lord you are our merciful lord we have come to you today please accept all of us please forgive our mistakes and sins please enable us that from this point on we remain in full obedience to you, full commitment to your religion at the service of humanity, which are your people. Please help us to pave the way for coming of Imam Mahdi Please 
Please help us to serve him before he comes. Because the only people who can serve him after he comes are the people who were serving him before he came. Please give long life to our parents, our elderly members of the community, our teachers, our ulama, our, our leaders. And please give your rahmah and maghfirah to our martyrs, to mu'mineen and mu'minat who have passed away, brothers and sisters who were coming to these majalis and these Eids and other gatherings. Please keep us and our children and our brothers and sisters on the right path. Make us able to face all challenges of Akhirul Zaman and come out of those challenges with bright face and with achievements. Please give Shifa to all people who are ill, especially people that we have concern for them, people that these brothers and sisters have in their families. Please give them Shifa, the Haqq Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. I know for many people there can be nothing greater than seeing their ill ones to be cured. We ask Allah to have our Eid Shifa of all people who are ill. Please grant the hajat of our brothers and sisters who have attended this prayer or any Eid prayer in any part of the world. Please enable our brothers and sisters who are in Mecca and those holy places to complete their Hajj in the way that you are pleased with and then return safely to their homes and share with us the barakat and light that they have received so that inshallah for the whole year we would benefit inshallah from the spirituality and light that they bring to us. Please keep us always united. Please keep our families strong Please enable our youths who are not married to find suitable match and get married and bless them with righteous and healthy children, insha'Allah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna a'atainaka al-kawtha. Fasalli li-Rabbika wa-nhab. Inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. Sadaqallahu al-Aliyu al-Azim.